Welcome to the Bridge Africa podcast. I'm your host, Isaac Osekisi. Every week, I'll be sharing employability and entrepreneurial tips needed to help you get the job you desire or start a business venture right after you complete your university education. I'll be introducing you to seasoned entrepreneurs and working professionals in diverse fields. We'll learn about their journeys, that is the bends, their pitfalls, their successes, and most importantly, how they overcame. Let's get it rolling. Want to know how to make more money at your workplace or even your business? It's very, very simple. This is what this video is all about. All right, let's jump in. To make more money um, at your workplace, the first thing that you have to do is that you have to increase your value. Your value proposition must be way up there. You have to increase your value. I've seen many people, especially people who've spent some time, a little bit of time in the workplace. Let's say they've been there for 10 years, five years, right? And then let's say a newcomer comes in, a new employee comes in, and within, let's say, a year or two, they get promoted. And the, the person who's um, spent more time at the company, who has more tenure at the, at the, at the company, the person with the 10-year experience at the workplace is bypassed. I've seen this happen over and over and over and over again. And what happens is that typically the person who's been there longer gets uh, angry, um, gets, gets um, you know, or expresses displeasure in the sense that why have you bypassed me? I've been loyal to you. I've, I've been here. I've been here longer. So why would you bypass me? Right. And, and that's a very common theme for, for people who've stayed at organizations very long, uh, for long periods of time. But I've, I've, I've seen a few things to know that most of the time, promotion does not come by tenure. I know some, some organizations may do that, but it's very, very, very rare these days. Uh, promotions typically come from um, adhering to or exceeding certain key, key performance metrics or key performance indicators, right? And uh, so what really, so I'm not talking about you, you getting promoted or getting um, uh, higher wages or higher salary based on the length of time you spent at, at an organization, but I'm actually zeroing in on value. So how do you increase your salary? It's by value. You have to increase your value. Um, I couldn't emphasize that enough. And how do you increase your value? You increase your value basically by being unique. You have to be unique. And how do you become unique? You become unique by being rare. You being rare. If you are rare, a rare breed means that you are unique. And if you are unique, it enhances your value. And once your value is high, the organization or your customers have no choice but to increase their compensation to you. So, let's talk about rarity. Whenever you show or you demonstrate that you are rare, your skill set is rare, you, your person, your personal brand, your personal value is rare, what happens is that typically people come to you, organizations come to you, not the other way around. They come to you. So let's look at it from a point of view, um, extractive industries, right? So you have uh, precious minerals like gold, diamond, platinum, 
silver and the rest and um, crude oil as well these are precious minerals or precious metals what happens people spend organizations spend billions of dollars exploring for them to find them and when they even locate where they are they have to dig sometimes hundreds of miles under under the ocean or or, or probably dozens and dozens of miles under mountains to find them so if you want to find gold you dig and dig and dig and dig and dig until they find them so if you are rare people will come to find you people will jump in to find you right i've always uh, mentioned this i've I've, uh, I've i've been a sunday school teacher for quite a while so and these these kind of stories really really ring a bell talking about this i mean talking about this uh, this topic or this this uh, episode so, uh, for instance, in the story of uh, David, um, you know, David um, was a harp player. He was an instrumentalist. Apart from he killing Goliath, and, and that's the most popular story about David. But David was a, was a shepherd boy, and then uh, he played music. He played harp. Um, and then, at that time, the king, as most of you know, was King Saul. And King Saul was distressed, right? He, I would say probably depression or probably some kind of mental illness he was suffering from. But they noticed that any time the king was distressed and he called in and music was played, his, his uh, uh, level of agitation uh, sort of simmered down. So what did they do? When Saul was agitated, who did they call? They went and called David. Why? Because David was a rare breed. He could play that instrument in a way that nobody else, none of his contemporaries could play that way. He was a rare breed. Rare breed always get the special invitation. They get a special invitation, right? The same, the story with the, with the Joseph. I'm going on the theme of a, a Sunday school teacher, right? <laughs> Blending with career development and business. It, it all works together. Joseph thrown in prison. Right, but Joseph de developed this, the ability to interpret dreams. And when the king, the king of the time, was distressed, had a very terrible dream, right, and, and needed somebody to actually interpret the dream, and he was distressed, you know, and, and, and just couldn't know what to do, somebody mentioned the name of Joseph because in the prison, Joseph had been interpreting dreams and perfecting that skill. He was perfecting it, that skill that any time he interpreted a dream, it came to pass 100%. So Joseph was called for. That's why rare breed are always searched for. So in your, in your pursuit <clears throat> of a great career, you want to be the one that people come to search for. You want to be that rare breed, right? And how do you become rare breed? How do you all of a sudden become that rare, that gem, that golden gem that people want, want to, uh, people, uh, what do you call it, uh, want to seek out for you? First of all, you need to refine yourself. Refine who you are. Refine your talent. Refine your skill. You can't, you can't complete school in, in, let's say you've completed 
college five years from now and you've never read any book in that area that you studied or you've been employed for 10 years in, in a row in a specific function or specific department and has never refined you've never ever even taken the time to refine yourself right and once you set on the journey of self-refinement what you do what you do is that you're gonna have to work it you know you you're gonna work it day and night work it day and night to polish your skill to polish your your giftings your talent you polish your ability to the point that now you become so bright that all the other contemporaries around you look dull that's the target you work it you work it you work it you work it you you stay up all night you stay up weekends you are polishing you are refining you know you refine yourself to the point that you come up to the point that where you are rare and unique in business terms i'll say find a way to carve out a niche for yourself i remember my first ever professional career that i have at that time working with my travel group plc which later morphed to become thomas cook group uh, which i think is no more right now it was huge huge company and um, at that time i had spent a great deal of time you know as an african working in 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 england at that time it was tough getting work experience you you can I, I, my my personal view at that time was that you could as an African, you could get all the education that you want, but getting matching work experience was tough. So what happened? Um, I pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed, tried everything that I could, probably send about between 500 to maybe 800 applications. And then finally, I got a temporary gig, right? It was a maternity cover that I got. And when I got this cover, I said, man, they were going to pay me a pittance, basically a pittance. I got in there and realized that, whoa, I had this opportunity. I'm going to make this opportunity count. So, you know, I realized also that because of the number of years that I spent just studying, studying, studying with no experience, I didn't really have much to, to offer except my great attitude that I had and my willingness to learn. So, I decided I'll carve out a niche for myself once I'm able to get my feet wet in what I was doing. So... Fast forward a few years down the road, as I was developing my career in, in finance and accounting, I decided that, okay, re I really loved um, anything kind of analytics, analytical things really intrigued me, especially using software applications and, 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 and stuff. So I zeroed in and I made sure that I was the best at what I did. So I zeroed in on spreadsheet manipulation. So I'll spend weekends, my weekends, I won't go anywhere. I'll be staying. At that time, we didn't even have all these online tuition platforms that are so prevalent these days. It wasn't, it wasn't like that. You just, you're talking of 2003, 2004, right? And it was, it was like everything that you had to either go to the library or order maybe a book or something um, on Amazon or Barnes and Nobles to, to read. So I did that. So in the weekends, and I'm hitting it. Evenings, I'm doing that. And I was even a family man at that time. But it's like, wow, I had to. And I loved it. And I was pushing, and I was pushing. Very soon, um, I became the go-to person in anything spreadsheet. Because I mastered it from A to Z. I mean, to the best of my ability. Like, they covered all the basic stuff, the intermediary stuff. Then I went to advanced stuff. Like, 
you know visual basic programming those of you who are probably into data analytics and kind of things uh writing my own macros to automate stuff in 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 excel and things to the point that i was indispensable at the office completely indispensable i mastered my trade to the point that i was a regent i even <laughs> went on and wrote a book 101 uh, 101 uh, excel tricks and shortcuts you know for effective uh, what do you call it uh, effective financial uh, accountants and that kind of thing I, I i wrote that kind of manual and i gave it to all my work colleagues and that my brand value in the workplace just exploded why because i became that rage right so basically you 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 will not and i will say this you will not be a gem you will not be rare if you spend all your time watching tv all day you know watching uh, all these soap operas and and uh, spending all your time in, in sporting activity i mean not sporting activity but watching sports all the times once in a while is okay but you know these guys who are making tons and tons and tons of money you know million dollars a year, couple of million dollars a year uh, are only enjoying it with their family honestly I know you love your soccer. I know you love your football. It's great. But that shouldn't be the focus of your time. If you want to be that rare commodity at what you do, whether it's your business or the workplace, you have to sit down. You have to master it. You have to work it and work it and work it. Right? And so, just to give you a litmus test. This happened to me. Right? My test to you is, if you want to test how rare you are at wherever you work or even with your customers, Tell them that you tell your company that you are resigning next week, Monday, wherever the day is. Tell them that you are resigning next week, Monday, and see what they say. What they say will tell you whether you are rare or you are just an average Joe. If they tell, if they, if the moment you tell them that, oh, I'm, I'm resigning, and you see, <laughs> you turn around or you go around and you see that, oh, nothing happened. You, some of them are even giggling and they are happy that you are leaving. It means that. They don't want you there it means that you are a very average person probably below average unfortunately but if you tell them you are resigning and they tell you oh hold on, hold on wait 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 a minute we will double your salary to stay at that point it means you are right it happened to me right it happened to me i remember at that time i was working for broadlane uh in dallas texas it's a company called broadlane inc later became uh, later got acquired by the medicines group right and at that point the i had just uh probably a year or so i've just been a company for a year and um my direct report my manager had moved to another firm at that point in time and when he left I didn't have an immediate manager for probably about two, three months, and I, I, I proved myself. So later on, I got a new manager and everything, and, 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 and I had mastered my department so much that I had to train my manager on the work that I did. My manager couldn't, she couldn't even, she didn't know, in all humility though, she didn't know what the work was about. I had to actually train her for her to manage me. Which was is an irony, but it happens. So, after a while, uh, the uh, my my manager, uh, my previous manager who had left to a different organization, called me. 
that, hey, Isaac, I have a great opportunity here for you with my new company. I want you to come join me. So basically, he was poaching me. So when he mentioned all he was doing and the projects they were working on and the packs and everything, I said, wow, I, 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 would be, I would be a fool not to join you. So I agreed to join him. So I tendered in my resignation. And at the time that I tendered in my resignation, my, the VP, the vice president of my division had traveled. He was on vacation, I think somewhere in Latin America. So at that time, we only had in America is two weeks, two weeks notice. So I was giving my two weeks notice and I was just trying to do things here and there to hand over uh, my, my, my work. So I was there two days after I had sent, my, uh, sent in my notice. I was there when I received a call from my vice president out of his vacation calling me that, hey, Isaac, can you wait till I come back from vacation? I said, so I asked him when he was going to come and I noticed that by the time that he would come, it would be uh, the, the, actually, so he was going to come in on a Monday. On a Monday. No, he was going to come in on a Wednesday, rather. And I was supposed to start my new job on a Monday. <laughs> so it was tough. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to call my new company that's hiring me with all these new big packs and that kind of thing and uh, tell them that, look, I'm not starting. You know, it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't smack well, right, basically. So I told him that, mm, I think you'll be late here, but anything we can discuss. So he said, okay, he'll call me back. So he didn't call back until the next day and he called back i mean he called back and said look isaac I, I really want to keep you in the department if i can um i've i've had a lot of people say good things about you about your skill about your ability i will hate to lose you and remember he was not my direct boss he was the vice president of my division so Around lunchtime, we went to uh, the cafeteria to eat, me and a, a couple of friends. And, uh, once, we, once we entered into the cafeteria, we had our, our then, he was a chief operating officer and the chief information officer. He was a very highly revered personality. <laughs> he, he, was, he had such a commanding presence that you dare not mess around when he's around. So he went, came to the cafeteria. And he said, which, which, who, which among you standing here is Isaac? So I raised my hand. Hey, man, say, hey, Isaac, maybe you're in trouble. I said, man, if I'm in trouble, I don't think I've done anything that merits trouble. But if, even if I had done, I'm on my way out anyway. <laughs> that, that was my respite. So to cut a long story short, the COO, Chief Operating Officer, and Chief Information Officer at that time called me into his office and sweetened the deal for me. I, I literally was like, please, don't go. And I was kind of a junior analyst. I, mean, I, I would say I had three, three direct reports at, at, at that time. You know, I was a lead business analyst managing a team of three people. Um, I didn't see myself as a, as a big gun. I was just a small potato in the grand scheme of things. But my work ethic and the things that I do has gone so way up the chain that me deciding to move prompted the COO to act. And this is a company at that time that had an employee base of close to a thousand people. It's not like 15 people in an organization. So it's about 980 or so employees 
in Dallas, Texas, an African, right? So that tells you that if you place a demand on yourself, that gold in you will come out. And now the COO will come looking for you, not the other way around. You get the point. So you, to, to, to command what you command, and, and I've, I've probably I've shared it, you know, in terms of compensation, they, they said, okay, what can we do to, to help you stay? I wasn't really into the money thing. You know, money was good and everything. But I was very transparent with them. Say, look, I'm going here. This is what they are offering me. If you're going to match what they are, they are going to offer me, I would go uh, to them. Because what I'm looking for is, is not them. It's, not, it's worth more than the money. I'm looking for new experience. I'm looking for new challenge and that kind of thing. So they said, oh, okay, 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 okay. This is what we'll do. We will not just match it. We'll add something more to that, right? So they added, I think, a 30% premium to that. But I said, okay, it's not about the money. If it's money, I will leave. But it's okay. This is what I want. Apart from the money, I want you, since you are the COO who um, uh, is stopping me from leaving that organization or, or is stopping me from going, the only thing that will make me stay on top of the financial incentive and everything is if you agree to mentor me one hour every month. So I come to your, to your book an appointment, I schedule with your secretary, uh, I mean your PA. Once in a month, I come sit face to face with you and then you mentor me. If you agree to that, then I'll stay. And he agreed. Guess what? I benefited big time. I, I got the mentoring that I needed. So I'm telling you this. How, do you, how can you even get that? You get that by becoming rare. You get that by niching down. If you are a nurse, instead of just being a nurse, that everybody, you know, generally speaking, you know, a nurse or a teacher, why don't you spend time push in, specialize, get into an area? Maybe you are a nurse. You 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 a nurse. Let's say for uh, 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 what do you call it, uh, children uh, with unfortunately cancer. So that's your area. You are a pediatric oncology nurse. You will be rare. If you are rare, they will come looking for you. A teacher. Let's say, why don't you become, instead of just being a plain mathematics teacher, why don't you become uh, a teacher who teaches special needs children mathematics? You, that's your focus. You, you teach mathematics. But your focus is on, is rare, special needs kids. You are rare and you specialize, you push, you are the best in that area. You shine, you will shine amongst the many and they will come looking for you. All right. Wonderful. It's been wonderful sharing this. And if you haven't subscribed to my channel, do well to subscribe to my channel so that anytime I come up with nice juicy content like this, you'll be I'm always the first to uh, get access to watching to be, no, be notified uh, about my new content. And then my I have other videos here on this uh, screen that I want you to watch now. Uh, it will be of a huge benefit to you. All right. Have a great time. And then we'll meet again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, Please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And if you loved it, please take a minute to leave a great review. It would mean the world to me. And finally, if you love what you just heard, 
can you kindly share with your friends and family? And I would greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much. And let's catch up on the next episode. Thanks and bye.